ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ So, uh, what are we talking about today? I should say welcome to What in the World. Oh, hi, guys. This is a pod- Literally, this is always in the, the beginning of the show, and then we just cut it yeah. out. So, you guys think we are so professional yeah. and get right to the point. We, we usually just... talk for like 45 minutes before we even start. Yeah. We apologize. Half of it not on camera, <laughs> usually, or on mic, just downstairs. Yeah. Doing some chit-chatting. Yeah. Not this time, though, because no, right. we were running late. Boom. So we we're running late, so now we're just getting right in. We definitely <laughs> didn't stop and smoke or anything. Nah, beeline be, to the microphone. That would be unprofesh. Not, not in my house. Yeah. Not under this roof, young man. So but, which... Uh, uh, we're, we're checking in on the good old Venezuela again. Yeah. They're that's... back in the news. Well, it's not like they left the news. Let's right. just be honest. They've been protesting for 100 plus days straight. If anything, we, we got up on this news... A little too early. Yeah. Because it was still at a time when no one gave a shit, <laughs> which that's a road I've been down before. Yeah. But it, uh, yeah, we covered Venezuela, I think it was in March, and I think it was only wow. on a subscription episode. We we covered it in a in a pre-convivi world, you know? Right. Like, wow, how, how things have changed since March. I know. It's a totally different place. It's crazy. We uh, that that fucking cop Fifi thing, man. I just I, I haven't gone back and looked at what else was probably happening mm-hmm. then while we were worried about cop Fifi. I think they did healthcare shit at that same time. Venezuela was definitely happening during that time period. Yeah, Venezuela's been been really really happening, and so we did this episode about Venezuela back in March and. Shit really jumped off after that. Yeah. Like, it it got crazy. But just to give people kind of a refresher on what happened in Venezuela, uh, their problems mostly started in 2014 when Mm -hmm. oil prices started going down because it was revealed at one point that Venezuela has a shit ton of oil. Yeah. Largest reserve in the world. Largest in the world. And they were... They had... A very oil-based economy. Mm-hmm. 95% of their economy, I believe, was based on oil. Yeah. And it was so dependent on oil that they basically stopped producing goods within the country and just started exporting everything. Little known fact, the other 5%, empanadas. Empanadas. That's it. It's a, that's, that's our... Uh, is that our recipe? Oh, no. Our recipe is a delicious... Uh, I'm gonna call it uh, a Venezuelan scramble, where you're scrambling to feed, where you scramble to feed your family. So you just basically (laughs) throw anything into a pot and eat it. That's Venezuela right now. Yeah, yeah. that's it's the Venezuelan scramble, guys. Uh, Just throw whatever in it, eat it, and hope you live to see another day. Yeah, it is because that that's what they what they did when they started depending so much on oil is they for essential stuff like medicine and food. They started relying solely on imports, imports yeah. from other countries. And that that's fine if you have the oil revenue to sustain that kind of setup. But when oil prices started dropping, they they were they were fucked. 
in that way, hmm. and they've never stopped being fucked in that way because oil prices have not recovered to what they were. I blame uh, the Toyota Prius, which I drive. Yeah, so good on gas mileage. It is. <sighs> I don't. I barely drive anymore. Mm-hmm. I had to drive a bunch this weekend, and it was. Was it was it, it was ter- crazy? Was it terrifying to be out there with the people? Yeah, it was nuts. <laughs> I had to. Where did I drove to? Glen. I've I've done some driving. Oh wow! Over the the past two weeks. Okay. I drove to Glendale a couple times. Did you have to get your passport renewed, or what's going on? Like, yeah, why are you going yeah. to other countries right now? I was, in this I was actually seeking asylum <laughs> from inner Los Angeles. I feel that. Just the heat. I got you. I'm way too high up. I just wanted an apartment nearer <laughs> to the ground for a few days. Like a fucking cool off. So, one of the other things uh, that we talked about on the last episode, and one of, it's one of the things also plaguing Venezuela is their currency controls. They put this crazy system in place where the Bolivar trades against the dollar at a super favorable rate for any goods, like essential goods, that are being mm-hmm. imported into the country. And what's happening is it's, it performs uh, not as well on the black market. On the black market, you get like 6,000 Bolivars for $1 Whereas uh, in this weird adjusted rate they have, it's like 10 to $1. Mm-hmm. But the problem is the people don't have access to, to buy dollars at that rate. It's only the government, which is basically the military. Mm-hmm. And the military's corrupt as fuck, and they're buying goods up. What? I know, crazy, right? No, there's no way the military could do anything that doesn't serve the people. Right, and... You know, remember, when we did this episode last, I think our general tone was kind of, man, this is the United States fucking with Venezuela. Mm -hmm. And the more I've looked into it since then, it's kind of, it's it's almost one of those victimless crime kind of things, Mm -hmm. where it's like, yeah, we're fucking with Venezuela, but... That guy kind of needs to be fucked with. They're kind of doing it to themselves. Yeah, he's he's clearly up to some shit. I I love how every dictator that rises to power who doesn't have like a political background, it's sort of like he was in the military and moved up in the party or he was just a labor worker and he rose up in the ranks. Yeah. They don't know how. Why do they think they can just run a national economy once they gain power? Yeah, you know, they they don't want to put anyone around them to help because it's a dictatorship. I make all the rules, but they don't know anything about global economics. Right? They just know, okay, well, I'm going to be rich. Yeah, and that's and if you're loyal to me, I'm going to make you rich. There it is. That's how my economy works. Yeah, and that's that is kind of how the economy of Venezuela is working right mm-hmm. now because with inflation, the way one of the things that uh, came out, we'll we'll just go through some of the the things that have happened. Since then, for one thing, they seized a General Motors plant, which are you trying to get invaded? <laughs> like, you already nationalized your oil. You took Exxon from Rex Tillerson. Mm-hmm. He's still holding a grudge over that. And now they go in and seize this General Motors plant. And the thing is, they didn't really give a reason why. They were just like, ours now. And... So, yeah, that's how it, that's literally the the national way of licking someone's uh, lollipop. You know, yeah, they just licked us. Yeah, it's just, it's mine now. It's just theirs now. They Dibs, were like bro. cars and shit there. They just took all yeah, the cars. Yeah, we got your we got your cars. We've got your uh, manufacturing equipment. We just got your entire facility. Thank you. Yeah, and with them doing that, the, a lot of other con- companies are just kind of leaving the 
the country. Oh, which wait, is, you mean you wouldn't want to? You wouldn't want your workers to stay in a place where they can just be seized? Yeah, yeah. It will give you a better ben- uh, vacation package, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there. It's two weekends off for Christmas. Like there, there's right. so much happening that's just contributing more and more to this economy fucking falling apart. There's, you know, the General Motors thing. Also, this IMF report came out. This is uh, the International Monetary Fund. Mm-hmm. They released their World Economic Outlook for 2017. And this I came still out use Microsoft April. Outlook 07, <laughs> so I didn't That's, get that. Yeah, get this is that. how they sent it to everyone. It's just an <laughs> inbox you have to access. And... Uh, Unemployment will surpass 25% in 2017, possibly going as high as 28% in 2018. Quincy, do you know what their unemployment rate was in 2015? $1. You ignorant fucking American. One, it, $1. How could you not know this? $1 always wins on the prices, right? What are you talking about? <laughs> How would you not know Venezuela's unemployment rate in 2015? Uh, Did you go to school? Uh, you know what? I really didn't. Oh. I, 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 I mean, I was there, but I was on drugs at the time, so I was in another world. That makes sense, then. You know. Yeah. Then it, I was on the chess team. <laughs> 7.4% in oh. 2015. Wait, so, so it, it went from 7.4% to 25%? 25% in two years. Can you imagine I mean, what that would be like? Well, that just means that the population of Venezuela is only like nine people. Because if three people got to work, yeah, that makes boom numbers yeah. are flying. But uh, it would be cool if it was that. Yeah, that's just that's that. <laughs> I think what it must be. I think the, all the reporting that's being done, the the population numbers are wrong. There's only like nine dudes. That yeah, that could be Venezuela's just nine dudes hanging out, man, and they're all storming Congress. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Also, inflation. Uh, also, this was also in the IMF report. Which, if you just Google IMF report, World Economic Outlook, you'll find it. Their economy shrank by 18% last year. Inflation is expected to rise by 720% this year yeah. and over 2,000% by 2018. Uh, whoever decides to, op- to open a McDonald's there is going to make a killing. That, it's so crazy. Those McFlurries are going to be $100,000 each. I would still on buy the value them. menu. I'd still buy them, like a mint the, McFlurry. The McRib is going to be so expensive there. It'll it's, be it's going to be a gourmet meal. It it will never be too expensive. A gourmet trash meal. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, no, yeah. no, it's the McRib is magic, and it's probably the only thing that could. I save bet the Venezuela. McRib is the reason why Venezuela's economy is failing. Wow. Fair. Fair. I said it. Brought to you by Intensity Eagle, guys. Intensity Eagle flying high. <laughs> God damn it. I love the McRib. But yeah, it's, it's insane to think that a liter of milk is going to be is going to go from like a dollar to 7.20 yeah, in the course of a year. To just think, you know, you hear inflation and if you're a person who works and has a decent job, you're like, "Oh, it would suck if there was, you know, higher inflation. I wouldn't be able to afford as much shit." When it's inflation like this, it just kind of wipes out your entire salary. Yeah. Like you're you're basically everyone's poor. Yeah, there there's at uh, some point. I, I saw one report where a woman left her job as a secretary because she made more money selling coffee on the street. She had a salary job that's as a secretary, nuts. and now she can't, she had to quit because she couldn't feed her family. Well, that's the thing is, 
what that weird currency control they put in place mm-hmm. has opened the door to is this huge black market for essential goods in... Which is mostly run by the military. Venezuela, right, which is mostly run by the military, but it's also kind of that, where people are like, shit, I can just make more money buying coffee for cheap and reselling it on the streets. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's a ton of that, too. And it's putting local producers out of business also because right now on the black market i read i don't remember which article this was in but on the black market right now a bag of flour sells for less than what it actually costs to produce a bag of flour in venezuela so if you are a bag of flour maker in venezuela you have no reason to stay in business and most of them aren't they're just Mm -hmm. like well fuck it we're not there's, yeah, you're going to make anything. Yeah, out we of have this. to do something else, mm-hmm. and that's just all contributing to just kind of choking that country out in terms of food and supplies mm. and medicine, and it's it's all uh, it's it's all tied to that currency control that they won't fucking change, this and is, uh, it's because gent- they're corrupt as fuck. This is the worst type of gentrification I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah, it's like I I can't imagine what Maduro thinks is going to happen like does he, he can't think it's going to fix itself yeah it, it it's it seems like that but it also seems like he like he he thinks people are just going to let him become a dictator and as long as he keeps trying to change the rules yeah yeah but like where does he think he is the united states like well, I mean, who people do you think fucking, they learned it from? Yeah, people fucking protest in Venezuela. Yeah, but the thing is, when they, when people protest in Venezuela, they really get it in. Like they, yeah, and it's not just a vagina hat and a sign that has your name spelled funny. You know, right? Like they're swinging, it's, they're swinging and throwing bottles and shooting up buildings at this point. As you should be well, if you if well. you are a democracy and someone swoops in and decides they're going to change that democracy to a dictatorship, which is what. Maduro is absolutely no. Oh, absolutely, there's, there's no doing. way he can he can deny it at this point. Yeah, one of the, the that's that's what a lot of the protests have been over mm. is all of these steps he's taking to basically make this country into a dictatorship. Venezuela, not this country. We're, we're what do you mean this country? We're working Whoa. on our we're Whoa. working on our own dictatorship <laughs> right now. We are Come well on, on the down way. To dictators. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one one way you know that is because, uh, like, you could picture Trump doing a lot of these things that Maduro has done, and people wouldn't fucking riot over mm-hmm. it. They fucking riot in Venezuela. Yeah, man. Like they, and in pretty much any other country where a, a dictator tries to take power, there's usually some sort of resistance that doesn't involve just hashtags. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess. Things haven't gotten crazy enough with Trump yet, but... Well, even if things got that crazy with Trump, we have conditioned ourselves in this country not to oppose authority in that fashion. Yeah. Like it's it's frowned upon to storm into the Capitol building and hit corrupt congressmen with sticks and bottles. But if this health care bill passes... That's exactly what people should do, but we can't do that because that's illegal. You can't assault individuals. We we have steps. Right. We're supposed to make calls and follow the rules. Yeah. And that's just not what we do anymore. Right. Right. And what do you do when the rules let you down? Like that's 
Like the rules were supposed to keep Trump from getting elected. Yeah. But they didn't. And now here we are. But we're talking about Venezuela. What's Trump got to do with this? I mean, oh, besides the fact that we're going to invade Venezuela <laughs> like, soon. But there's oil. Yeah. Jobs, jobs, jobs. You know? Lots of oil. Bring Lots back jobs. those oil jobs. Bring back oil jobs. So one of the things that happened not long after we did the first episode, in April, Venezuelan opposition leader Enrique Carpriles was banned from holding political office for 15 years. He was a two-time presidential candidate and governor of Miranda State. He was seen as the opposition's best hope to defeat Maduro in the event Democratic elections ever take place there ever, ever, ever again. He was banned by the National Comptroller due to administrative irregularities. That's why you need a good secretary. But she quit and she sells coffee. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? She can't afford to be can't your secretary Can't afford to be your secretary. Anymore. Administrative inequality. Uh, stuff's going to happen. Shit's going to happen. I couldn't remember the word because uh, I do drugs. Yeah, don't, don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was banned by the National Comptroller <clears throat> due to administrative irregularities including breaking contracting laws and improper management of donations from the British and Polish embassies. That's literally what Trump did last month. Right. Both right. of those things. Sorry. Yeah. It's it's it seems like one of those things that like you hear administrative irregularities and you just know someone's reaching. Mhm. to pin something on someone that people probably do all the fucking time. Yeah. But that's a problem with politics. Every, I mean, if you're all shitty. You mean to tell me when I back. give a donation to a foundation, they're not using that money the way they promised? It's like Wyclef's running everything. Oh, Jesus. Not cool. Remember that? Wyclef had that, like, Jamaica, or no, Haiti yeah, foundation mm-hmm. and, like, collected all this money and then, like, didn't give it to them? Well, I mean, he was trying to get a new studio built for a new Fuji's album. Like, can you blame him? Yeah. Let's use this tragedy and uh, get Lauren Hill back in the studio. And we're still waiting on that new Fuji's album, right? Hey, man, art takes time. Don't there? Don't. There never was one. Because I know they got back together a little. Uh, in my heart, there's one. Yeah, yeah. In my in my soul. Rest in peace, Fuji. <laughs> Especially you, Lauren Hill. Uh, so yeah, as soon as this guy got banned from holding political office, <clears throat> that's when protests really started. Because I mean, this this would be like if Trump had Bernie Sanders banned from holding yeah. any sort of political office for yeah. a decade and a half. People Which would is probably something tweet he's gonna try to the do. shit out of that. This be is very angry. This is something he's probably going to try to do in the uh, in the next election. Whoever his candidate is, there's going to be like a secu- bad dudes. Lock him security, up. Security reasons. You can't have him in place. Like He'll try that. He'll try whatever he can. I could see it. Yeah, uh, since the protests started, at least 76 people have died. And that's since April. How many people die in protests here? Like, uh, like one? One, one like two? Maybe from, and she was like old from exhaustion, but yeah, she was showing like, yeah. I still got it. And Had a she, weak immune system. Shouldn't have been outside, Granny. Let's got attacked it. by a bear. Protesting's a young man's game. Those uh, bear attacks are going around. That's a, that's a what in the Dude, world we need I've to do. I've gotten run up on by coyotes. This heat has driven the coyotes into the cities of Hollywood. and I've Coyotes? Been, coyotes are rampant in the streets right now. I don't like that. Don't like it at all. 
Do they do they fuck with people? If they're in if there's if they're in a group, yes. If there's just mm. one by itself, it's gonna avoid you. You avoid it. You good? I'm good. Make, you know. But if there's a couple of them, they're gonna creep on you. I kind of want to fight a pack of coyotes. Nah, now. you don't. <laughs> nah. But what if I got all padded up? And nah, you don't want to fight coyotes. Like it just became a test of will. Like I'm they don't, fucking. They don't, they don't fight by the rules, ugh. man. They got tails. They got claws. But I got they jabs shoot. and got... <laughs> fucking uppercuts. Oh, and all technique. the uppercuts. There it is. There ugh. it is. Now they'll fuck you up. Yeah, probably. Coyotes are ruthless. Yeah, but I, who can blame them though? We're we just keep encroaching. Onto their territory. You know I what? mean, I, I we, fuck them. They're animals. It's we need territory. to get some of those bears doing the bear attacks. Get them out here. Let them fight the coyotes for us. And then whoever wins, we, you know, they're like, oh, we. Like the Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah. But with, with bears and coyotes. I, I would watch the shit maybe, out of Maybe that. a white girl thrown in there just for sport, you know? I, I would watch it either way. <laughs> Even if the white girl was thrown in for sport. So what else has been happening the Organization of American States. I almost botched the word organization, but I feel like I recovered. Organization. Organization. Ah, that's Slap a, of the best. That's a really good Venezuelan accent. Thank you. Really Thank nice. You. Yeah. That's my Feels Maduro. authentic. You know, like, mm, like a President ragu. Maduro. Wonderful. Thank you. The OAS, Organization of American States. It's an organization that is responsible for making sure Latin American countries are all on the same page when it comes to like how they're operating and running their country. Mm-hmm. Sort of like not like the UN, but it's sort of like a NATO kind of thing without an army. Like they just uh, work together to make sure everyone is doing what they need to for everyone to succeed. Uh, at least that's probably what they would tell you if there was like a sales pitch. I mean, I'm sure it's like some... <laughs> fucking totally nefarious thing oh, it's all Illuminati. like enslaves people around the globe like yeah. everything else yeah, it's all, they, but, pretty much coca-cola's in charge of it let's just be yeah honest. yeah there's fucking paramilitary groups i'm sure but uh venezuela is a member of the organization of american states and the oas has condemned venezuela mostly because they can't get their shit yeah, like, and people keep protesting. It's like a parent coming down on a teenage child. Like, dude, right. you, you're not gonna be a you're not gonna be a guitarist. Get out of the garage. Get your shit together. And at at some point, they decided a they needed to hold a meeting to uh, just sort of decide what to do about mm-hmm. Venezuela. And Venezuela was very offended by this and said, if you hold that meeting, we're just going to leave. We will leave the Organization of American States. It's about time somebody left. Yeah. Just walk out, man. And the apparently the meeting went ahead, uh, but Venezuela's well, still in for right now. Yeah, the, the meeting had to go ahead. They planned this shit. It's, yeah. You, once you get the event planner involved. Yeah, exactly. Once you RSVP. I ordered all these Swedish meatballs. Somebody's yeah. eating them. All, all the shrimp cocktails are yeah, ordered. Yeah. All the shrimp cocktails. We We're not going to return eat the shrimp. You can't return shrimp, shrimp cocktails. You can't return the shrimp by ourselves. Maybe twenty five to thirty, I could put away, but mm-hmm. not not seventy five. Yeah, that's just that's too much. Even though there's only like twenty five countries in this thing, I don't know why I landed on seventy five. It's a very arbitrary number. Well, three per glass. Sure. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Hey everybody, just a reminder: if you want to hear this show every single week. And hear all of our other shows completely ad-free. Sign up for our subscription service at patreon.com slash unpops. It's just $5 a month. We release 10 to 12 episodes each week. 
Listen to some of them. Listen to all of them. Either way, it's a great deal. Patreon.com slash Unpops. Sign up today. Thanks. We love you. Uh, so at some point they hold this meeting anyway, and the OAS decides that what they need to do is send mediators into Venezuela to talk things out. Like, oh. like the, I don't know. I was going for a movie example, and I don't know if there are Hatfields any and the McCoys? movies about mediators. The mediator. Is That's there, literally a movie. Is there a movie oh, no, called The Mediator? The Negotiator. <laughs> the Mediator, coming soon <laughs> from Black Pete Crunch Productions. Black Pete Crunch, Pro- Black Pete Crunch Pro. Black. Black Pete French Pro, Pro Pete, whatever, whatever. Black, Black Productions, <laughs> Black Productions. I think that's appropriate. So they, uh, this you might remember. There was that story that came out a while back where Venezuela's foreign minister dared us to send in the Marines, mm-hmm. and that's what uh, she was responding to was this plan by the OAS to send mediators into Venezuela. Uh, she basically said the only mediators you can send in that would make any difference is the U.S. Marines, and if you do that, we will destroy them. Which, eh, I feel like maybe they wouldn't destroy us. I feel like we'd probably take them. Venezuela? I mean, they get like a good, like they get a good jab in. Or, a yeah, count- I mean, or at least one be, counterpunch. It would, it, would be, it would be a battle, for sure. But, I mean... It, like, in her defense, it's not like she can be like, and if you send them in, you're going to crush us. We are doomed. I would be a little scared just yeah, because she's a lady and she talks tough. Wonder Woman came out, now I have to respect women. That's pretty much how it works, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That is exactly why. <laughs> so uh, that, was, that was a thing that happened. And uh, what people's big gripe about Maduro is now is, like I said, that they feel like he's trying to turn this into a dictatorship well yeah because that's exactly what he's doing right and he one of the steps he took toward doing that was in march the venezuelan supreme court which is dominated by people who are loyal to maduro tried to shut down the national assembly which is basically venezuela's version of congress Mm -hmm. and the thing about the national assembly is it's the only branch of the venezuelan government that isn't completely loyal to, to Maduro. Maduro. Yeah. So by shutting down the National Assembly, he basically controls would have the government. shut down all opposition and mm-hmm. controls the government. And they tried to do that. And once again, people lost their shit. And there were protests and riots. And the protests and riots were such that he changed his mind. And they switched course and let the National Assembly... Uh, stay in business, but then in late June, they get attacked by a goddamn helicopter. Movie shit happening hey, in Venezuela. Man. Step your game up. Yeah, I mean, if if you're going to have violent unrest in your country... Do it in a helicopter. It needs to look like this. I mean, I mean you had like you had like nice backlighting, so you got a little a lens flare when you shot... When You know what I'm saying? Mm. It looked good. Black it, Hawk Down shit. Black, yeah, man. Yeah. Artistic attacks. Uh, in late June, a police pilot named Oscar Perez stole a helicopter and used it to fire shots at the Interior Ministry and drop grenades on the Supreme Court. Not to be a building attack hipster, but I totally did that in Grand Theft Auto 3 10 years ago. I, th- I think I was doing that before it was political. It's you know called what I'm the Quincy. 
They call it that. There you go. He was on a Quincy run. Yeah, he dropped uh, both of those institutions, the Interior Ministry and the Supreme Court, are both thought to be bastions of support for Maduro. And the helicopter carried a banner that said, freedom on it. Fun side note. You want to know what's really scary? Uh, That he was dragging the name of a George Michael song behind him? (laughs) That is weird. On a a weird tangent of imagine. uh, He has control of the government and is trying to get rid of any opposition to his regime. Wouldn't it be weird if Donald Trump tweeted something like, the Senate should change the rules to approve everything with only 51 votes? Wouldn't that be strange? Like, wouldn't that wouldn't that yeah. be an alarming thing to look it at? It would be. It would be alarming if an American president made that kind of suggestion. The good thing we're only talking about Venezuela today. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah, the thing it's only about Maduro. Oh, it oh, feels man. good to yeah. be in the Whew. United States and away from Whew. having to ever worry about these kind of things. Oh, thank God. Feels nice. Thank you, Vishnu. No helicopter attacks on Congress for us. No. Unfortunately. Well, not unfortunately. Like, I don't want... But well, you, well, we get them in movies. Come That's on, fine. Come on. If you try to attack Congress with a helicopter, you know Paul Ryan's just going to put wrap a tie around his head like Rambo and just Tom yeah. Cruise the fuck out of that yeah. helicopter and save the day. He will wrestle that helicopter to the ground. What? He's an action hero, guy. With his superior health care coverage. Yeah, man. Fucking piece of shit. <laughs> so, uh, fun side note. In 2015, Oscar Perez co-produced and starred in Death Suspended. An action film. Come in, in Netflix. I wonder if it is. <laughs> Venezuelan Netflix, which is still just Redbox. <laughs> An action film in which he played the lead role as a government agent rescuing a kidnapped businessman. There are some who think Maduro actually orchestrated this helicopter attack, though, to make hmm. uh, the opposition look like a bunch of dirty fucking terrorists. You know who did that same thing? Uh... Frank Underwood in, in House of Cards. Yep, false flag attack. Li- literally, we need to stop streaming TV shows to these old-ass dictators, because yeah. that's where they're getting all their good ideas. Yeah, that's and it is weird, because this guy, like, he, I mean, for one thing, stole a police helicopter, mm-hmm. which can't be easy, and then just, like, landed it safely and went off to make YouTube videos it, taunting Maduro. It is easy. You do it in Grand Theft Auto. You put in the code. <laughs> the helicopter falls directly next to you. You get inside of it. You get a six-star uh, wanted level. You put in sure, another sure. code. The wanted level it's just It's always disappears. the wanted level yeah. that trips me up. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. They're just so, playing live-action Grand Theft Auto, guys. They really are. Hey, tell me if this part sounds familiar also. Let's, let's talk about Luisa Ortega. Oh, I love her. Uh, I love her on the Golden Girls. Right? Yeah, she's yeah. great. Great grass. The Venezuelan golden girl. Mm. Uh, Attorney General Luisa Ortega, at one point, she for a long time was a strong supporter of Maduro, mm-hmm. but just over the past few months has all of a sudden become a really vocal opponent of Maduro, and especially, again, his attempts to just kind of turn their system of government into a dictatorship. Mm-hmm. So naturally, in June... She was accused of committing unspecified grave errors while in her role as attorney general. Women drivers, am I right? Come <laughs> right? on. Oh, Get them man. off the road. Grave <laughs> errors. Oh, I almost spilled water on that fucking thing. Um, she uh, accused of committing unspecified grave errors. Her assets were frozen and she was banned from leaving the country. Uh-oh. Sounds familiar. Does sound sound familiar? Sounds really familiar. 
I think dude, I think that's a, an old Duterte movie. That's a that's that's called the Duterte. Yeah. The uh, dirty the dirty D. The woman gets loud, you tell her you're gonna throw her in jail. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's also Trump. Oh, there's, Jesus. It's like a, weird it's a, how a, all of these... Trifecta, you betcha. Shouts out to Marv Albert. There's so Shouts many... Shouts out to Marv. It's <laughs> weird how these things all just kind of coalesce. Crazy. Uh, on July 4th, a public trial to decide if she should face charges for these still unspecified errors started. And as of yesterday, I couldn't find anything about how that ended. I should have checked this morning because it's unspecified. Yeah, well, yeah, they I mean they they still haven't really said what they're trying to charge her with or what they're going to end up doing to her. It'll all just be, you know, smoke and mirrors, mystery. Yeah. And it uh, yeah, I can't I don't know. I'm assuming the trial is still going on. She refused to <laughs> attend trial. it. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of a show trial. It's goddamn kangaroo court. Yeah, it's the the Supreme Court. It's in front of the Supreme Court, which, again, is full of Maduro loyalists. Nothing but the homies. They have never voted against him in any matters. Uh, according to the Venezuelan Constitution, only the National Assembly, which is uh, controlled by the opposition, the only part of the government the opposition holds any sway in, uh, the National Assembly can... Only the National Assembly can remove the Attorney General from office. And, of course... We Ma- call that checks and balances, kids. That's what keeps the government honest. Right. That's what keeps you safe from mm-hmm. dictators. Yeah. So, what Maduro has done is called for a constitutional assembly to well, redraft the Constitution. Yeah, we got to redraft it. Because then you just change it. Yeah. If it says stuff that keeps you from taking power, you just go change it. Yeah, man. So you can keep taking Duh. power. It's really easy. And uh, this, this is super interesting. The Supreme Court named a woman... Uh, appointed a woman named Catherine Harrington Padron, who is on a list of Venezuelan officials sanctioned by the U.S. after prosecuting opposition leaders. They appointed her as the new deputy attorney general, meaning if Ortega is removed, uh, this woman will take power. Okay. But then the opposition-controlled parliament appointed a guy named Rafael Gonzalez as Rafi. vice attorney general. Rafi! And uh, what that basically means is he and this Padron woman have the same job now. So if Ortega gets kicked out of office, that's going to be a fucking showdown, basically to decide who is ultimately going to run the government. Because if, like, this is kind of that last step where it's sort of like Trump and the Russia thing, not to keep bringing Trump up, but it's such an obvious parallel Mm -hmm. here. And we're in the United States, so... We get to fucking talk about Trump. He's our president. But this is kind of like if Trump were to fire Mueller. Like, it's it's sort of like everyone knows he shouldn't. He knows he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, he still might. And it would be like, if he does that, that's kind of a signal that we really need to start worrying about what the fuck he's up to mm-hmm. in terms of dictator type stuff. And it's kind of the same thing here. Like, if, if Maduro successfully gets Ortega removed uh from from office the from office that's him pretty much circumventing their constitution yeah. which once you do that then you have a dictator and Venezuela pretty much has one well really he's again just to be devil's advocate here maybe he just really wants Rafael to get the job that could be like he could just be a really good friend Rafael might be a great guy see he, he's he worked he, hard he deserves a chance he's a business owner 
you know, he that, owned a heating and that, cooling business. That dirty National Assembly is trying to keep my friends out of the jobs they deserve. And they're trying to give them to women. Oh, that's just gro- gross, you know? Not in Trump's America. Not, not in Trump's. Ma- not in Madero's Central Venezuela. America. Central America? <laughs> yeah. South America? I don't know. I think it's Central America. Mexico. It's all Mexico. It's all Mexico. Me- not in Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah. Not in my Mexico. So an- another crazy thing about that helicopter attack is it coincided with an actual attack on the actual Congress, mm-hmm. which was led by Maduro supporters who basically stormed Congress on some Handmaid's Tale shit and uh, held like dozens of people hostage. There, there were gunshots. People were injured. Mm-hmm. Like it was an actual storming of Congress by Maduro supporters. At around the same time, the helicopter thing happened. They didn't get the memo that they weren't supposed to say they were Maduro supporters. Right. Yeah. That you know, again, if everything's on Microsoft Outlook, it's hard. You got to make you check your updates. Syncs up with the team. If you didn't sync up, they ran in there screaming, "We're for Maduro!" And it's like, no, we're yeah, we're for Maduro, but they're not supposed to know that. Right. Right. Just drop the ball. So that's some of the craziness that's happening in Venezuela. And it's sort of reaching out to other places now, too. Mm-hmm. For example, in Miami, which has a huge Venezuelan population. Uh, whatever happened, I blame Pitbull for it. Dale! <laughs> Isn't he Cuban? Is he Cuban? I, whatever happens in Florida is Pitbull's fault. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's... Him or DJ He's Khaled. the governor, so <laughs> he should be. Pitbull should be governor of Florida. Probably He probably is. Here. He Com- will Comptroller be general. At some point, yeah. yeah. He should be. But uh, most Venezuelan expats are really bitter foes of the government that is in place right now. Mm-hmm. And what's been happening, especially in the in Florida, in the Miami area, what's been happening is these expats have been trying to expose what they call enchufados, which are Venezuelan socialists known as chavistas who are now living wealthy lives in the United States. So these oh. are... Uh, people they feel got rich off the backs of poor people in Venezuela and then moved to the United States to enjoy their riches. And what they're doing is in their they're like spreading information and basically trying to rat these people out. And the problem is they're not verifying their information. So it's leading them, as you'd expect, to just walk up to the homes of completely innocent people and accuse them of all these crazy pro-Maduro things to try and get them out of the neighborhood. And one of the most famous incidents so far, on the night of May 12th, demonstrators gathered outside former Judge Deva Soto's Weston, Florida home, hurling insults and threatening to force her out of the town. Expats that gathered at her home had seen a social media post that Soto was responsible for jail for the jailing of a popular Venezuelan opposition leader. They actually had the wrong Judge Soto. This Judge Soto had freed an opposition leader 13 years earlier when no other judges in Venezuela would allow it. So, like, she was the one judge who was on these people's side, and they just saw the last name Soto and were like, that's her, get her. (laughs) And it's apparently happening a lot in... uh, there's video of the confrontation, but it's in it's in Spanish, and uh, nobody wants that. <laughs> we speak American on this podcast. <laughs> you're gonna, so. you're gonna listen to our our American podcast. You're gonna listen to American. Yeah, God damn it, we're not. Gonna you're gonna listen to us talk about international good, politics. You're good old fashioned. 
Venezuelan witch hunts. We don't need that around here. Not around here. Nah. Not around here. But it's just it's just good to know that, you know, one wrong tweet can send people into an outrage that Yeah. Runs well, we a, already knew that. Runs a we? woman out of town. When's when's the last time you heard about some a, a woman being run out of town? Yeah. People don't get run out of town often anymore. <laughs> which is a shame. Imagine running someone out of Los Angeles. Oh God. I know about seven thousand open micers. I would love to you'd just have run to like, out of this city. Like you'd have to like stop. Take breaks, <sighs> hit a Denny's, go sit down to a yeah, man. Grand Slam breakfast. You gotta, you gotta keep your car, get your carbohydrates, those simple starches. It's important. Yeah. So let's talk about the last thing uh, before we wrap up this episode. Uh, another thing that, as you would expect, whenever there's unrest and turmoil like this in a country, it leads to refugee crises. And there's the, this is no exception. In this case, it's happening in Brazil. People are flocking across the border from Venezuela to Brazil, just looking for like food and medicine and basic shit that they don't have in Venezuela anymore. And the problem, Brazil's received 15,000 asylum claims this year, but their asylum system hasn't been updated since 1997. It was when a they- good year. 97 was a good year, though. It was, it was a good year for their, uh, their asylum system because mm-hmm. they only got 500 applications. Yeah. Now they got 15,000, <laughs> and they haven't updated that shit since. Uh, according to Brazil's border police, more than 77,000 Venezuelans came to Brazil between 2015 and 16. Most are eager to return, but many are seeking asylum. More than 8,000 Venezuelans have officially claimed asylum in 2017, with another 5,000 waiting for an appointment. Roughly 150 new claims are being received every single day. This is why we got to build that wall, guys. That's Yeah, I mean, that's what probably we'll hear at some <laughs> point. And that's what's interesting is if you look at a lot of Trump's early arguments for the wall, he, more, he does more point to Central America mm-hmm. as being the problem and mm-hmm. people coming from Central America through, through Mexico. Mexico and yeah. So you're not, you know, you're not wrong. It's, <laughs> it's not why we need to build a wall, but it's the reason why we'll say we need to build a wall. But uh, uh, many of the, the people who have fled to Brazil are, because I don't know if you know this, but Brazil, also kind of a shithole. I mean, I know they just had the Have Olympics. Have you seen their but... volleyball players? Though? Well, oh yeah. Well, I mean, volleyball. Yeah, very good. Well, I mean, this. Is... Have you seen Venezuela? Like, they're... there's a reason they win all those pageants. <laughs> this is, uh, if you, nothing else, you know the most what? beautiful refugee you, you crisis know, you of know, all time. You know why they have so many beauty queens? Because Madero's starving them to perfection. Yeah, and also it's interesting. We did a, a podcast about it. Uh, it's because it was one of the first things they, the people of Venezuela were allowed to vote on. They were under a dictatorship, and they had this uh, baseball tournament that was coming to town, mm-hmm. and they were going to elect like a queen for this tournament. And it came down to a woman who was considered like part of the upper class or the establishment, mm-hmm. and then there was like a working class. She was woman. a prostitute. Probably, <laughs> but she won. Like yeah. the the working class girl won. This is their version of Pretty Woman, guys. This is going to be a great and, script. Somebody write this down. And it was it was like 
the people of Venezuela, it was like their introduction to democracy. And they were like, whoa, that felt good. And The and Bachelor fucking, has been on for 25 years because of it. They've been fucking dominating. I bet they're still dominating beauty pageants, even with shit falling apart the way it is. Um, but yeah, the the people who have gone to Brazil, they are living on the streets mostly or in improvised shelters. There are a lot of diseases going around that are associated with poor living conditions. Human Rights Watch reported that almost 2,000 migrants were diagnosed with malaria in 2016, the soccer of diseases. The number of Venezuelan women seeking maternity care has skyrocketed, as have reports of kidnapping, rape, and trafficking for sexual exploitation. A number of state and municipal officials are wary of allowing in migrants or helping at all, fearing that doing so would be a liability come election time. Hmm. Some have even suggested closing Brazil's borders to new arrivals. Does this sound familiar? One dollar. That's my answer. One dollar. Did I win? You won. Where's Drew Carey? Wasn't... We, we, I thought Drew was supposed to be here for this whole Price is Right bit we were doing. Yeah, he's supposed to be co-hosting this podcast with us. Fucking, he's been fucking, fucking dropping the ball. Fucking. So that's what's going on in Venezuela. Refugee crisis, unstable government. It's just like any other country right now. And it's, uh, uh, pretty much the entire world, except there. Somebody, somebody's about to slide in them DMs because sitting on the largest oil reserve in the world, there's some political interest. Yeah, there's I some s- intrigue happening. I still stand by Venezuela being the first country that we bomb or that we invade yeah. under Trump. Because North Korea, I feel like we're just gonna drop a bomb on North Korea. Yeah, it's like we're talking a, we're talking a great game about North Korea in the news because that's what people want to hear, right? But Venezuela is the thing on the radar. Like, yeah, yeah, and I, uh, yeah, we're just gonna bomb North Korea. We'll yeah. go to war with Venezuela. Mm-hmm. It'll it'll be a sight to see. But uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on in Venezuela. We should wrap this up. We have to record another one of these. Uh, I apologize for uh, anything I said that was racially insensitive uh, because I'm going to say that a lot more. So I'm just going to go ahead of time. Yeah, okay. We're going to For the next episode, I'm apologizing now. That way I don't have to up the racism for the next episode, which is about the Tour de France. (laughs) Well, the Tour de France. The Tour de Franc is just my dude Frank in his Winnebago driving across (laughs) the country. Tour de Franc coming to a city near you. So we uh, we should wrap this up. Do well, we have anything to plug? Uh, yes. Uh, Monday the 17th, I'll be at the Hollywood Improv for Blame Social Media. We've got uh, $5 tickets, but if you want to get in free, send me your name and you can get on the guest list. Boom. And then nice. coming up in uh, August. Unpopular opinion. We're doing what? a bi-weekly stand-up show. Bi-curiously weekly. Right? What? We're, at the- we're progressive. Alex Theater in Glendale. Yeah. We're going to be in the outdoor courtyard. It's so fucking pretty. Uh, the the first show. You're on the first show, right? Yeah, yeah. On the August 23rd. Aug- Wednesday, August show, 23rd. 8 Glendale, p.m. Alex Theater. Quincy Johnson, Caitlin Cut, Jeff May, your headliner, Mo Mandel, mm. Leah K. Janian. Party. And me. Oh, yeah. Deadly lineup. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of people there. Uh, We'll have more information about that really soon. So definitely come to that. Also on the 25th, I'll be at Levity Live in Oxnard. If you're in the Oxnard Thousand Oaks area, Thousand Oaks area, Levity Live on the 25th. Nice. And also, if you want to hear this uh, podcast every week, subscribe on Patreon. $5 a month, you get all of our podcasts. 
12 episodes a week. It's fucking crazy. You don't have to listen to all of them. Yes, you But do. you can. You can. You should. If you want. You should. If They're you want to really be a great. better person, you should. Yeah. Listen if you want to impress us. Yeah. If you want to make us happy. There will be quizzes later. Get on your shit, guys. All right. Let's get out of here. All right. Quincy, say goodbye. Bye-bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.